Good morning and welcome to the Sunday, January 14th episode of the Faith Comes From Hearing podcast. Faith Comes From Hearing podcast is a podcast that is dedicated to the reading of scripture, to prayer, to devotion, and to the study of scripture. The Faith Comes From Hearing podcast can be as a humble member of the Christian podcast community and can be found over there. Uh, the Christian podcast community can be found at christianpodcastcommunity.org. There's a lot of great listening over there, over 60 well-curated podcasts, wide, wide variety of topic areas, all covered from a biblical worldview. Again, my brothers and sisters in Christ over there doing a wonderful, wonderful job for the kingdom. Um, I will guarantee you, if you go on over there, you're going to find something to listen to, and there's a real good chance you're going to find more over there to listen to than you actually have time to listen to it in, and I say that from experience. All right, well, with it being Sunday, we're simply going to be doing um, prayer, devotion, and Bible reading, um, and then we're going to move on, because i got to get ready for church, you've got to get ready for church, I hope, um, and so we'll take care of that. So let's go ahead and let's open up with the first day morning prayer. It's called worship. Let's pray. O Lord, we commune with thee every day, but weekdays are worldly days and secular concerns reduce heavenly impressions. We bless thee therefore for the day sacred to our souls when we can wait upon thee and be refreshed. We thank thee for the institutions of religion by use of which we draw near to thee and thou to us. We rejoice in another Lord's Day, when we call off our minds from the cares of the world and attend upon thee without distraction. Let our retirement be devout, our conversation edifying, our reading pious, our hearing profitable, that our souls may be quickened and elevated. We are going to the house of prayer. Pour upon us the spirit of grace and supplication. We are going to the house of praise. Awaken in us every grateful and cheerful emotion. We are going to the house of instruction, give testimony to the word preached, and glorify it in the hearts of all who hear. May it enlighten the ignorant, awaken the careless, reclaim the wandering, establish the weak, comfort the feeble-minded, make ready a people for their Lord. Be a sanctuary to all who cannot come. Forget not those who never come, and do thou bestow upon us benevolence towards our dependents, forgiveness towards our enemies, peaceableness towards our neighbors, openness towards our fellow Christians. Amen. All right, our morning devotion from Spurgeon's Morning and Evening for January 14th. The scripture um, that it's from is from Philippians 121, For me to live is Christ. The believer did not always live to Christ. He began to do so when God the Holy Spirit convinced him of sin, and when by grace he was brought to see the dying Savior making a propitiation for his guilt. From the moment of the new and celestial birth, the man begins to live to Christ. Jesus is to believers the one pearl of great price, for whom we are willing to part with all that we have. He has so completely won our love that it beats alone for him. Yeah, that it beats alone for him, sorry. To his glory we would live, and in defense of his gospel we would die. He is the pattern of our life, and the model after which we would sculpture our character. Paul's words mean more than most men think. They imply that the aim and end of his life was Christ. Nay, his life itself was Jesus. In the words of an ancient saint, he did eat and drink and sleep eternal life. Jesus was his very breath, the soul of his soul, the heart of his heart, the life of his life. Can you say, as a professing Christian, that you live up to this idea? Can you honestly say that for you to live is Christ? Your business, are you doing it for Christ? Is it not done for self-aggrandizement and for family advantage? 
Do you ask, is that a mean reason? For the Christian, it is. He professes to live for Christ. How can he live for another object without committing a spiritual adultery? May there may there, I'm sorry, many there are who carry out this principle in some measure. But who is there that dare say that he hath lived wholly for, for Christ as the apostle did? Yet this alone is the true life of Christ, its source, its sustenance, its fashion, its end, all gathered up in one word, Christ Jesus, Lord, accept me. I here present myself praying to live only in thee and to thee. Let me be as the bullock which stands between the plow and the altar to work or to be sacrificed, and let my motto be ready for either. I'm sorry, that is the wrong one. Well, we'll go ahead and go on with it. I don't know how my link got messed up there. I will have to fix that. <sighs> Am I even reading the right thing? I did. For some reason, I didn't update that. I'm sorry. Anyways, we're going to move on into our reading of the scripture. All right. Well, we're going to be reading uh, today in Genesis 30 through Genesis 31, verse 16, Matthew 10, the first 23 verses, Psalm 12, and Proverbs 3, verse 13 through 15. So, uh, Genesis 30. Hear the word of the Lord. Then Rachel saw that she bore Jacob no children. So she became jealous of her sister, and she said to Jacob, Give me children, or else I die. Then Jacob's anger burned against Rachel, and he said, Am I in the place of God, who has withheld from you the fruit of the womb? And she said, Here is my maidservant Bilhah. Go into her, that she may bear on my knees, that through her I too may obtain children. So she gave him her servant woman Bilhah as a wife. And Jacob went into her, and Bilhah conceived and bore Jacob a son. Then Rachel said, God has rendered justice to me, and has indeed listened to my voice, and has given me a son. Therefore she named him Dan. And Rachel's servant woman Bilhah conceived again and bore Jacob a second son. So Rachel said, With mighty wrestlings I have wrestled with my sister, and I have indeed prevailed. And she named him Naphtali. Then Leah saw that she had stopped bearing. So she took her servant woman Zilpah and gave her to Jacob as a wife. And Leah's serpent woman Zilpah bore Jacob a son. Then Leah said, How fortunate! So she named him Gad. And Leah's servant woman Zilpah bore Jacob a second son. Then Leah said, Happy am I, for women will call me happy. So she named him Asher. And in the days of the wheat harvest, Reuben went and found mandrakes in the field and brought them to his mother Leah. Then Rachel said to Leah, Please give me some of your son's mandrakes. But she said to her, Is it a small matter for you to take my husband? And would you take my son's mandrakes also? So Rachel said, Therefore he will lie with you tonight in return for your son's mandrakes. Then Jacob came in from the field in the evening, and Leah went out to meet him and said, You must come in to me, for I have surely hired you with my son's mandrakes. So he lay with her that night, and God listened to Leah, and she conceived and bore Jacob a fifth son. And Leah said, God has given me my wages, because I gave my servant woman to my husband. So she named him Issachar. Then Leah conceived again and bore a sixth son to Jacob, and Leah said, God has gifted me a good gift. This time my husband will honor me because I have borne him six sons. So she named him Zebulun. Afterward she bore a daughter and named her Dinah. Then God remembered Rachel, and God listened to her and opened her womb. So she conceived and bore a son and said, God has taken away my reproach. And she named him Joseph, saying, May Yahweh give me another son. 
Now it happened when Rachel had born Joseph that Jacob said to Laban, Send me away that I may go to my own place and to my own land. Give me my wives and my children from whom I, for whom I have served you, and let me go, for you yourself know my service which I have rendered you. But Laban said to him, If now I have found favor in your sight, stay with me. I have interpreted an omen that Yahweh has blessed me on your account. And he continued to say, Name me your wages and I will give it. But he said to him, You yourself know how I have served you and how your livestock have fared with me. For you had little before I came, but it has spread out to a multitude, and Yahweh has blessed you at every step of mine. But now when shall I provide for my own household also? And he said, What shall I give you? And Jacob said, You shall not give me anything. If you will do this one thing for me, I will again pasture and keep your flock. Let me pass through your entire flock today, removing from there every speckled and spotted sheep, and every black one among the lambs, and the spotted and speckled among the goats, and sh such shall be my wages. So my righteousness will answer, answer for me later, when you come concerning my wages. Every one that is not speckled and spotted among the goats, and black among the lambs, if found with me, will be considered stolen. And Laban said, Behold, let it be according to your word. So he removed on that day the striped and spotted male goats, and all the speckled and spotted female goats, every one with white in it, and all the black ones among the sheep, and gave them into the care of his sons. And he put a distance of three days' journey between himself and Jacob, and Jacob was pasturing the rest of Laban's flocks. Then Jacob took fresh rods of poplar and almond and plane trees, and he peeled white stripes in them, exposing the white which was in the rods. And he set the rods which he had peeled in front of the flocks in the trough, that is, in the watering channels where the flocks came to drink. And they mated when, mated when they came to drink. So the flocks mated by the rods, and the flocks brought forth striped, speckled, and spotted. And Jacob separated the lambs, and he made the flocks face towards the striped and all the black in the flock of Laban. And he set his own herds apart, and did not set them with Laban's flock. Now it would be that whenever the stronger of the flock were mating, Jacob would place the rods in the side of the flock and the trough, so that they might mate by the rods. But when the flock were feeble, he did not put them in, so the feebler were Laban's and the stronger Jacob's. So the man spread out exceedingly and had large flocks and female and male servants with camels and donkeys. Genesis 31 then Jacob heard the word of Laban's son, saying, Jacob has taken away all that belonged to our father, and from what belonged to our father he has made all his wealth, all this wealth. And Jacob saw the face of Laban, and behold, it was not friendly toward him as formerly. Then Yahweh said to Jacob, Return to the land of your fathers and to your kin, and I will be with you. So Jacob sent and called Rachel and Leah to his flock in the field. And he said to them, I see your father's face, that it is not friendly toward me as formerly, but the God of my father has been with me. You also know that I have served your father with all my power, yet your father has cheated me and changed my wages ten times. However, God did not allow him to harm me. If he spoke thus, the speckled shall be your wages, then all the flock were speckled. And if he spoke thus, the striped shall be your wages, then all the flock were striped. Thus God has delivered your father's livestock and given them to me. 
Now it happened at the time when the flocks flock were mating that I lifted up my eyes and saw in a dream, and behold, the male goats which were mating were striped, speckled, and mottled. Then the angel of God said to me in the dream, Jacob, and I said, Here I am. He said, Lift up now your eyes and see that all the male goats which are mating are striped, speckled, and mottled, for I have seen all that Laban has been doing to you. I am the God of Bethel, where you anointed a pillar, where you made a vow to me. Now arise, leave this land, and return to the land of your kin. Then Rachel and Leah said to him, Do we still have any portion or inheritance in our father's house? Are we not counted by him as foreigners? For he has sold us and has also entirely consumed our purchase price. Surely all the riches which God has delivered over to us from our father belong to us and our children. Now then, do whatever God has said to you. Matthew 10, verse 23 verses. And summoning his twelve disciples, Jesus gave them authority over unclean spirits to cast them out, and to heal every kind of disease and every kind of sickness. Now the names of the twelve apostles are these, the first Simon, who is called Peter, and Andrew his brother, and James the son of Zebedee, and John his brother, Philip and Bartholomew, Thomas and Matthew the tax collector, James the son of Alphaeus and Thaddeus, Simon the zealot, and Judas Iscariot, the one who betrayed him. These twelve Jesus sent out after instructing them, saying, Do not go in the way of the Gentiles, and do not enter any city of the Samaritans, but rather go to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And as you go, preach, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, cast out demons. Freely you received, freely give. Do not acquire gold or silver or copper for your money belts or a bag for your journey, or even two tunics, or sandals, or a staff, for the worker is worthy of his support. And whatever city or village you enter, inquire who is worthy in it, and stay there until you leave. Now as you enter the house, give it your greeting, and if the house is worthy, let your peace come upon it. But if it is not worthy, let your peace return to you. And whoever does not receive you, nor heed your words, as you leave that house or that city, shake the dust off your feet. Truly I say to you, it will be more tolerable for the land of Sodom and Gomorrah in the day of judgment than for that city. Behold, I send you out as sheep in the midst of wolves, so be shrewd as serpents and innocent as doves. But beware of men, for they will deliver you over to the courts and flog you in their synagogues, and you will even be brought before governors and kings for my sake, as a testimony to them and to the Gentiles. But when they deliver you over, do not worry about how or what you are to say, for it will be given to you in that hour what you are to say. For it is not you who speak, but the Spirit of your Father who speaks in you. And brother will betray brother to death, and a father his child, and children will rise up against parents and cause them to be put to death. And you will be hated by all because of my name. But it is the one who has endured to the end who will be saved. But whenever they persecuted you in this city, when they persecute you in this city, flee to the next. For truly I say to you, you will not finish going through the cities of Israel until the Son of Man comes. Psalm 12 for the choir director according to the Shemineth, a psalm of David. Save, O Yahweh, for the holy man ceases to be, for the faithful disappear from among the sons of men. They speak worthlessness to one another. With a flattering lip and with a double heart they speak. May Yahweh cut off all flattering lips, the tongue that speaks great things. Who have said, With our tongue we will prevail. Our lips are our own, who is Lord over us. Because of the devastation of the afflicted, because of the groaning of the needy, now I will arise, says Yahweh, I will set him in the safety for which he longs. 
The words of Yahweh are pure words, as silver tried in a furnace on the ground, refined seven times. You, O Yahweh, will keep them. You will guard him from this generation forever. The wicked strut about on every side, when vileness is, is exalted among the sons of men. All right, in Proverbs 3, verses 13 through 15. He, how blessed is the man who finds wisdom and the man who obtains discernment. For her profit is better than the profit of silver, and her produce better than fine gold. She is more precious than pearls, and nothing you desire compares with her. All right, well, that is our reading for the day. And our closing devotion, um, again, because we're going through for this week, we're using Thomas Watson's, um, actually, we're going to use it for next week too, because I like it so much. Thomas Watson's glorifying God, his devotions there. So we are doing the one for January 14th. Wow. I'm going to have trouble reading this right here. Hang on just a second. All right, there we go. Got a little more light here. Let's see how this goes. Wow. That's still can't get it close enough to my face. My, my vision's getting bad. All right. So this one is called God's glory has in, intrinsic value. The text is from Psalm 19.1. The heaven declares the glory of God. God's people must glorify God because his glory has intrinsic value and excellence. God's glory transcends the thoughts of men and the tongues of angels. His glory is his treasure. All his riches are uh, sorry, all his riches lie here. God's glory is worth more than heaven and more than the, the salvation of all men's souls. Creature below, creatures below us and above us bring glory to God. Do we think we sit rent free? Shall everything glorify God but man? The workmanship of heaven sets forth the glory of its maker. The firmament is beautified and penciled out in blue and saints colors. I'm sorry, in blue and azure colors, where the power and wisdom of God may be clearly seen. The heavens declare God's glory, and we see the glory of God blazing in the sun and twinkling in the stars. The birds with their chirping music sing hymns of praise to God. Every beast in its own way glorifies God. Isaiah 43:20. Creatures above us glorify God. Surely man should be much more studious of God's glory than the angels. For God has honored him more than, more than the angels, in that Christ took man's nature upon him, and not the angels. Regarding creation, God made man a little lower than the angels, Hebrews 2.7. Regarding redemption, God has set man higher than the angels. He has married mankind to himself. The angels are Christ's friends, not his spouse. He covered us with the purple robe of righteousness, which is a better righteousness than the angels have. If then the angels bring glory to God, much more should we, being, dis di being dignified with honor above angelic spirits. All right, sorry about that. Um, this room is not as bright as the room I'm normally in when I'm recording, so that was a little tough. All right, well, thank you for spending this time with me. I, I, I as I keep continue to say, I pray that this time together um, helps us all be more and more saturated in the Scripture as we all need to be. I hope you have yourself a wonderful day. I would continue to implore you to do all that you do for the glory of God. If you've not already worshipped with the saints please do so. If you are physically capable, do so. Find a church there. Find a solid church if, yours, if you do not have one and worship with the saints. 
If you are not physically capable of doing so, please join us on our live stream. We'll be live streaming on Facebook at Vale Valley Baptist Church and on Twitter or X or whatever you want to call it at at VVB Church or at, yeah, at VVB Church. Um, we start streaming at 1230 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So we'd love to have you join us. All right, let's go ahead and close out with prayer. We're going to close out with the first day evening prayer. It's called the teacher. Let's pray. O oh God, we bless thee, our creator, preserver, benefactor, teacher, for opening to us the volume of nature, where we may read and consider thy works. Thou hast this day spread before us the fuller pages of revelation, and in them we see what thou wouldst have us do, what thou requirest of us, what thou hast done for us, what thou hast promised to us, what thou hast given us in Jesus. We pray thee for a conscious experience of his salvation in our deliverance from sin, in our bearing his image, in our enjoying his presence, and our being upheld by his free spirit. Let us not live uncertain of what we are, of where we are going. Bear witness with our spirit that we are thy children, and enable each one to say, I know my Redeemer. Bless us with a growing sense of this salvation. If already enlightened in Christ, may we see greater things. If quickened, may we have more abundant life. If renewed, let us go on from strength to strength. Give us closer abiding in Jesus, that we may bring forth more fruit, have a deeper sense of our obligations to him, that we may surrender all, have a fuller joy, that we may serve him more completely, and may our faith work by love towards him who died, towards our fellow believers, towards our fellow men. Amen. All right, again, I hope you have yourself a wonderful day. I hope I hope either you have already worshiped with the saints or you will do so. Um, we need to. We need to be worshiping with the saints. And if we can physically do it, we need to be worshiping face-to-face with the saints. So please do so. All right, again, hope you have a great day, and I hope, you, hope to see you on Monday morning. Have a good one. God bless.